developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots thought tell me you two are pretty good best in the company golly i'm so impressed you're talking about line of sight yeah that's right exactly welcome to line of sight this is episode 170, and it is the first week of January. My name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. Welcome back to the podcast for a new year, 2023. Uh, how's your, how are your holidays, Nathan? I'm sure they're still going on right now. They are going on right now, and they were good. No, uh, nothing crazy eventful, but very (laughs) normal Christmas time and, uh, very good. And it's, everything is melting right now. So it was nice that we actually had a white Christmas Yeah, because I barely like I shoveled the driveway or whatever, but then there's like put salt down and all this stuff. But then I like look at like the seven day forecast and it's just like, it's going to be like 10 degrees. It's like, I'm not breaking my back for the rest of this. So like the stuff that, uh, is near the end of the driveway got all icy. It's like, that's going to be gone. And I looked out this morning and it is gone. Yeah. So my laziness has paid off again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, didn't get the storm we got. Um, no, we got tons of snow on Christmas Eve, and then more on Christmas Day. Um, <clears throat> we we've had a whole thing with weather. Uh, my sister's flying in from Oregon, and she was supposed to be in on like the twenty um, first or something, and she didn't make it in until uh boxing day so the 26th so really she was in she flew from like portland to uh calgary and then was stuck in calgary for like four days and then uh yeah finally made it in boxing day and even for us we were supposed to have christmas with my parents um christmas day and they're in aurelia same as us and it was there's so much snow that they were saying, don't even drive in town. Uh, they pulled the plows from the road. It was like too bad. Like the vis- visibility was not good and it was just still coming. So they're like, yeah, we're pulling the plows and the sidewalk clearing. So just stay home. So we had a nice quiet Christmas at home and then, uh, had to double up on boxing day because then, uh, that's when we do Brenda's family. And then so we did that and then had to come back for my family. So there we go. A little bit of change of plans. Not uh, like we would have had more time with them if they were here earlier. So now we're doing a lot more stuff with them post Christmas stuff. Right. So uh, they're leaving tomorrow, which is Saturday, which is Christmas Eve or, not, or New Year's Eve. Um, so, yeah. 
that uh, changed a few things for us. But yeah, as far as shoveling, it was insane. <laughs> like <laughs> the the piles on our front yard was like as tall as me almost. I was you get to that point where you have to like chuck the snow over yeah. the like pile that's closest to the driveway. So it took a while. And uh yeah, at least two days in a row it was like Oh, the second day, it's not going to be that bad. It hasn't snowed as much, but the plow is what gets you because it's like this thick Uh-oh. packed snow at the end of your driveway that you just chip yeah. away at. So, yeah, that was my... Oh, I, I'm, uh, I'll am i say that I'm happy it's you and not me. Yeah. And But I do think of you, I think of you all the time, Adam, <laughs> in the winter especially, with that lyric, snow on snow on snow. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I hear it now, I've been hearing it way more now. Now that we've had our little bonus episode there of Christmas music and I hear that song uh, quite a bit during Christmas time. And every single time I think of you shoveling. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's that. We can look at that as the... Uh, positive of the situation so is it warm there is is it above zero yeah now it's yesterday it was it was like it was raining out it wasn't raining it was just all the snow on the roof and ice and everything was melting so like you step out and it's just like dripping over our our eaves troughs because they're all frozen so in front of our garage in front of the front door is all dripping and yeah the driveway was completely clear and those giant snow banks they've shrunk uh because now it's like packing in before it was a very fluffy snow but uh we can actually see as we're backing out of our driveway now <laughs> so yeah i'm sure by tomorrow there'll be practically nothing which is yeah, insane that's funny and um, this is what the listeners come for, a weather update. Yeah. But to continue on the weather update, I have a little small like ice pad that I was trying to build for Max yeah. in our backyard. And so I put some water in it, and then it's like, we're going to be away. So it's like, I'm not going to do it all because it's going to be filled with snow and a mess. And it's just like, I'll just get it so it's all ready to go. And then, yeah, like... There was a ton of snow in it, and it's all melted now, and which is fine. But, like, it is just bizarre. Like, here, there's more grass than snow now. Yeah, definitely not here, but I'm sure soon we're going to get the well, grass it, Yeah, through. it's, it's going to be warm for a couple days, yeah. like all next week. Like, right now, it's saying it's 9 degrees here. Celsius. it's crazy yeah uh yeah and are you are you oh yeah you're going away i was gonna ask if you're off next week but i guess so because you're heading south you're migrating Mm -hmm. so uh yeah so it's supposed to be apparently florida had the one of their coldest christmas eves in a long time but now it's shot right back up and we're warm here they're going to be warm down there as well so should be good all around for travel hopefully so 
dodged a bullet there. But, uh, yeah. And your Christmas good? Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say and, and that I will be, in 2023, along with you, we will both be turning 37. I will say the Christmas, like, it is funny, but, like, the amount of gifts I received <laughs> this year is, like, perfect for a 36-year-old. And that, like, compared to, like, my kids, where they're, like, prime Christmas age, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to me, it's just, like, it's crashing and burning. And this is not a complaint at all. It's, like, literally, there's nothing I want that, like, is oh, I really want that or this or whatever. I'll be like, yeah, maybe get some money or whatever. But like, even, uh, it's just funny. Like uh, growing up and like uh, even looking at my parents is like, what do you get your parents? It's like, they have everything they want. So it's like, we end up usually just getting my dad like junk food or like peanut butter because he likes peanut butter, but it's not like it's not like you don't have peanut butter. But it's just funny, uh, and I'm feeling like by the time I hit forty, it's like <laughs> Christmas is uh, that anticipation that you can't breathe, almost <laughs> going to bed. It's like it's so long gone. And I still love Christmas, obviously, but it is funny how your perspectives and everything change and like, it's so much not about us anymore. Yeah. Um, we did something different for, uh, for my family. Usually we'll do like a secret Santa thing. So we're just buying for one person. And then this year we right. didn't like draw names or anything. And we just decided we'll do a uh, white elephant, Yankee swap, whatever you want to call it type thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're more just buying a general gift. <laughs> so yeah. it was like it was kind of a last minute thing. But yeah. it was like you you don't know what it's like it's weird because uh some gifts you can kind of feel like worse for someone specific so that they it's like oh they'll want to steal this uh and it was funny because brenda ended up with something that she wasn't enthused about it was like uh a cheese set like basically for hosting (laughs) or whatever and she's like we're not going to use this. I'm not going to eat any of this. <laughs> and so it's like <laughs> she was doing the whole like, who wants cheese? Come steal the cheese. And then uh, so event. Oven mitts. Yeah. Well, or, so what? my sister being an office fan, one of the gifts that she put in was a homemade oven mitt. But it was like it had an office fabric to it. And right. then it had also... Um, forget the guy's name but the guy that plays kevin he has a, a chili cookbook so it was, it was yep. those together so it was, that was good uh but anyway so brenda didn't want her cheese and it got time for her she got the chance to swap with someone or steal or whatever and the thing that she was eyeing but it was more for alexis uh i don't know if your kids are into squishmallows they're like these giant pillow-like 
stuffed animals. They're just kind of round balls. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Alexis is oh, really yeah. into those. And so she's saying, steal that, steal that, because she wants that. And uh, my brother's fiance had it. And it's like, I feel like that was kind of <laughs> with her in mind because she's into them too. And she's like college age or whatever. Uh, but then there, yeah, so there was that with like a gift card paired and Brenda was like, oh, I don't want to steal from her. I feel bad about it. And I'm like, well, steal from me. Cause I had like a panini press and she, and right. she was like, oh, we'll use that. And I was just like, will we? Okay. <laughs> so it was just like, <laughs> steal from me if you really want it. And then I'll do the steal. You'll use it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so she steals from me. And then instead of going for the Squishmallow, I go for the Lego set <laughs> because it's like, who else? And, and yeah, it was weird because we did like a three-way uh, switch, me, Brenda, and uh, my brother-in-law. And so he ended up with the cheese and he's like, well, I was going to steal this anyway. So this works for me. I got the Lego. Brenda got the Panini. And uh, Alexis is like, no, you're supposed to steal the Squishmallow. I'm like, you get enough presents. This is our only <laughs> present. <laughs> That we're getting <laughs> right, so I'm gonna get the Lego for me, <laughs> even though it's uh, I'm, I haven't shared it with the group yet, but it's uh, from Jurassic World Dominion, Jurassic Park okay. World Dominion, uh, and I was gonna share it and say, got this iconic scene <laughs> from <laughs> World Dominion, uh, yeah, so I'll be building that today, maybe, uh. But yeah, nice. That's like yeah. Other than my parents giving uh, a little something, it's like yeah, from the family you get one thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Brenda's really good though with uh, between us. Like she'll she doesn't skimp out with me. She still knows me pretty well <laughs> and will right. get me a lot of junk that I want. So yeah, no, that's the problem. Uh. Yeah, it was just like, what? And I'm finding, like, even with movies, not that I'm done collecting movies, but there's not a ton that... Yeah, that you know you like, want or something. like That I know I want. And, like, I'm sure there's lots of movies that I haven't seen before, like older ones, that it's like, oh, yeah, I probably would like that and own that, but I don't even know about it yet. So, stuff like that. So... Yeah, it's just funny, but uh, yeah, I yeah, got movies, but they were ones I bought for myself and gave Brenda to wrap. Right. <laughs> right. So. Well, that's the thing. I on Boxing Day, I ordered a couple on Amazon, but there wasn't uh, nothing, nothing too wild. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's a it's a different world because I know like when things were phasing out when like early twenties, as far as like the just amount and stuff for like from your parents and stuff yeah. and like, get, so just like the present load has steadily been declining. And like, I know, I don't know, 20 years ago where it's like, yeah, this is a, this isn't like it used to be, but like now it's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah it's just like there's like nothing I, yeah, in i never that's think like oh this is it it's yeah it's not even a, a thought it's funny it, it just really made me think this year just because 
there was like it's like I got nothing like not nothing but like just a few items and uh one of the the big item was actually uh uh Florida Panthers like alternate jersey and it's just like I didn't first of all it was a little snug so we're taking it back because I'm so huge <laughs> because I was gonna like actually play hockey in it but then it's like well I need to get elbow pads and everything else in here so like if it would fit fine if I was just wearing it but it's like I'm not gonna just wear it I would play, use it but then it's like the only reason Sam got me it because I was watching a game and like, oh, I love these jerseys. I don't love the team. Yeah. I have no connection to the team. It's just like, I, it's like light blue and all this stuff. So it's like my big present is like, can we return this? I'm never going to use it. It's a waste of money. It's just going to go in the closet. Yeah. So it's just funny how, yeah, it, but the kids are just, Christmas is great. In so many ways, especially being able to get your kids to do whatever you want. Yeah. Or it's like bedtime. It's like, okay, okay. Like, yeah, there were a lot of times we were threatening to start taking presents away. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just going to start taking them out for, because we had yeah. mo- all of them wrapped in under the tree, basically, other than a uh, right. few. But uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's great. Uh, bribery (laughs) (laughs) and do you do christmas christmas morning or christmas eve we do one present christmas eve but it's usually always the same stuff like pajamas and an ornament or something and then that's it and then christmas morning everything else Uh, well i have to say adam god bless you because there's, I know my brothers, because of their Dutch wives, <laughs> a lot of them are doing uh, most of the presents. Yeah, pretty much everything Christmas Eve. And then almost nothing Christmas Day, except extended family stuff. And I, for one, can't handle it. It's like, you are... Uh, I was giving my brother such a hard time about it, where it's like... You're depriving your children of Christmas morning. Yeah. It's like, there is no Christmas morning. (laughs) Yeah, uh, there is something No, we do the exact same. Anticipation. We we do the exact same. uh, Usually pajamas, uh, one gift. Yeah. Yeah. So, you win the prize. You got it right. (laughs) Yeah. Correct. Uh, Am I frozen on your screen? Yeah, pretty much as soon as we started, you froze. Yeah, see, you're not frozen, though. You're fine. That's funny. But I see myself frozen. One thing I will say, uh, you sound fine. Usually, your mic on Skype sounds like garbage, and then the recording's fine. But right now, you're perfectly clear. Well, it'll probably be the opposite now. The recording's going to sound bad. Hopefully not. (laughs) I'm a little closer than I usually am. Maybe that's helping. Oh, man. No, all good. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, do you want to dive into these movies? Yeah. December. Christmas or December watches, really. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because all... I usually have more. Yeah, go... but... Do you have something to say? No, I was just going to say that I meant to watch more and I meant to go see things in theaters like 
Whitney Houston, I want to dance with someone. What a title. Yeah. <laughs> and The Whale. And I don't know if there was something else. And it's just like, I find myself tired and falling asleep. And the problem is I'm also getting up early, like not on purpose, but like still waking up at normal times, like six or seven. And it's just like last night too, I was, I was watching a movie. And it's like, I fall asleep and you're so tired. And then it's like, it's only 11 o'clock. It's like, I got to get to bed. <laughs> so my, uh, my goal of watching a ton of movies this December did not come through. Yeah. I, I can't tell if mine is above or below average. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas stuff that we watch that we watch every year. Uh, only a couple that we haven't seen, um, or that we haven't watched that we usually do. And the only one that sticks out in my mind right now is the Polar Express. And maybe Brenda has some others that she will watch, but Polar Express, I'm, I, I don't mind it. So it's one of those, like, eh, I don't care that I didn't see it. I, I will watch it, but, um... But yeah, there was also a few new Christmas movies we watched and uh, a lot of non-Christmas movies that I watched. So it's uh, it's been a big month and there's a lot going on. So yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised I fit in as much as I, I did. Although, um, <clears throat> so I had... Oh, well, okay, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll save this for when I get to this movie. Uh, but I did pass a milestone on Letterboxd, my 300, 300th movie for the year uh, logged and the 2000th on Letterboxd all time. Wow. 300. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think that number is just anything you've watched. The, the 2000, I think it's like total number of films you've seen, not watches. So it's like if you see something twice, it doesn't count towards that. Um, okay. So, but yeah, I think the three hundred is anything that you've marked as watched will contribute to that. So, uh, stay tuned for about halfway through the episode to find out what my three hundredth movie was of the year. <laughs> uh, but let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. On December 1st, I watched Big Legend on Amazon Prime, which is a Bigfoot movie. It wasn't on Tubi. <laughs> nice. It was on Prime. So I thought, this must have some quality to it. And looking at the cast list, it has Lance Henriksen in it. So it's like, well, that, that adds some legitimacy, I think. It does not. <laughs> he shows up at the very end as a sort of uh, Nick Fury figure. And I don't think they've made a sequel to this yet, but they definitely want to. Uh, and it was basically set up as like, you survived this Sasquatch attack or whatever. But uh, I'm here to tell you there's more monsters out there. Kind of more like uh, The Mummy and what they were trying to do with that. Setting up the 
Universal right. Monsters universe kind of thing. Uh, so this is from 2018. So I don't know when the Mummy was. I feel like it was around this time though. Yeah, um, probably. So, anyways, Have, did you ever see that? Yeah, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep through most of it, and I, I just, I didn't like it. I was not into it. No, it's one of those ones that I'm interested in because everyone says it's bad. Yeah, I, I definitely missed most of it, uh, the second half at least, and I saw enough of the first that I was like, this is the one of the few. Tom Cruise flops for sure. Uh, yeah, that was 2017. So this big legend came out the next year. So definitely going off of that. And I honestly forgot I even watched this and forgot what it was. Um, but all you need to know is it's a Bigfoot movie. Sets up this guy and a fian- his fiance who he just proposed to on this little camping trip. She gets abducted or whatever, taken away by something in the woods. And then I think he goes to jail because they think that he killed her or something. And then when he gets out, he goes to hunt this thing. And then it's just like, I don't know. I remember it being kind of boring. It seemed like it could be good, but then the action wasn't great or the costume wasn't great for the Bigfoot thing. Uh, I don't know. It, It was not not good so one and a half stars don't if you're a bigfoot completionist and you need to watch everything (laughs) like i do then go for it but it's uh it's a lower lower tier sasquatch film nice uh i saw for once i will start with the bigger movies Go in reverse order here. I went and saw the Fablemans. Okay, meaning to see this. Yeah. So I did get to check it out. It's uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, most recent picture. I think. Uh, I don't think it's doing that great at the box office. Uh, last I thought, or last I heard, but maybe it uh, turned around. But it's kind of a biopic. Yeah. Ish. Uh, of his early life, it really doesn't go anything beyond probably like twenty something. Like I feel like that's how old it is when the main character, uh, Sammy or slash Sam, is. Uh, yeah, the, the movie ends at, with him. Uh, I think around then, but I liked it quite a bit. I don't get the crazy praise it's getting. Uh, it feels to me, it feels a little restricted because it might be sticking to his actual life story a little too much. Where it's like, I, I would have taken more artistic license and made it a little more interesting or exciting. Having said that, I might be completely wrong yeah. because it could very well be. <laughs> I'm just kind of guessing that this is uh, not like one for one or a literal like retelling of his life. But uh, yeah, I'm just guessing that really. But 
I think there's two kids. There's like a younger version of them and then a uh, teenager version of them. Uh, so there's two actors playing the main character of Sam. And they're both excellent. And the uh, one that you spend more time with, the older one, I, he's awesome. Like, he was... He reminded me of someone, and then I thought of it, and I forgot. It'll come to me later, but uh, very, very good. I do like how Jewish the movie is, <laughs> like, as far as, like, it's not just in the background. It's in there a lot, like, mentioning that their house is the only one without Christmas lights, and then they're singing... Uh, in Hebrew, I assume uh, quite a bit throughout it. And then there's like conflicts with them in high school and like, uh, idiots, uh, being jerked to them and stuff. So all this kind of stuff. So that really plays a role. It's not just in the background. And, uh, what's the actor... Uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad in Independence Day. Something Hirsch. Something. Okay. Jed, Jed Hirsch. So, Jed Hirsch. Uh, Mr. Hirsch. He's in it, but only for a short while, and he's awesome. Uh, so all the performances are... I would say all the performances are excellent, and then they're also excellent in like making you dislike certain characters also. But I guess they're pulling off exactly what they're trying to do. So I would recommend, I gave it a four. I think that might be a little generous. I would probably go a little bit lower. But uh, I don't know. It's still entertaining. And it was an easy watch. And uh, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I would like to see it. Um, even today, I... I don't know what I'm doing the rest of the day. Uh, we have a, a rare occurrence where we're recording during the day. And uh, I was considering just dropping my daughter off at my parents' house. And it's like, maybe then I'd just go see a movie. And uh, that was one of them. And yeah, I haven't seen it. You don't want to see Whitney Houston dance until you die? No. <laughs> No, uh, I want to see that not because I think it looks any good, just because it says like this seems like oozing biopic. Yeah, like, biopic just like movie. yeah, and the, and the the title too. I want to dance with somebody is such a horrible title. I think where it's not just called Whitney or. Houston. <laughs> well, yeah. Should we call like, Houston? We have a problem. Yeah, there there should be another song like "Every Woman" or something like "I'm Every Woman" yeah. or I don't know something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll always love it's you. Funny even because it's funny because Dolly Parton song, but <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Dolly Parton. I feel like Whitney Houston to me is the same as Dolly Parton, where I love them, but like I'm not familiar with a lot. It's just like. I love, uh, I will always love you, which Dolly wrote, but then Whitney does. Obviously, that's amazing. She has a couple other ones. And then, uh, I think, she, doesn't she sing some, uh, 
Prince of Egypt stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think her and Mariah Carey do the When You Believe. Yeah. So there's that, and then she does, like, I think it's 1994 Na- uh, American National Anthem at the Super Bowl in Buffalo, and it, I know I've seen clips of the movie where that scene happens, and it's the best rendition of the anthem ever done, I think. <laughs> like there's like five things that i like Whitney Houston about about her and it's like yeah i'd watch this movie uh more mindless or whatever but yeah but the fablemans yeah it was good okay i watched on disney plus the new uh sequel to enchanted disenchanted Um, with the family and it's okay. Uh, I really like the first one. This one kind of captures some of what that feeling is, but it's definitely also feels like a straight to Disney plus thing where it's like, would this have gone to theaters normally? Uh, I don't know, but it's still pretty impressive that they got all the original people um amy adams is not too big for her britches and thinking it's below her or something uh right that's nice she's doing the character and for me it's like giselle is what made her so it's kind of like what you talk about with certain disney people and like knowing where they come from and and whatever and just uh embracing that what people know yeah embrace what you're known for yeah so uh yeah i think she's pretty good as that but then the twist in it is she because she's a stepmother now she makes this wish and then her world becomes more like a fairy tale and because of fairy tales stepmothers are always evil so she, she keeps flipping her personality to be like evil I was not that into it. I gave it a three, which might be generous, more of a like good effort kind of thing. Uh, and didn't seem like they cheaped out on it either. Um, but definitely the, the humor and like creativity of the first one's not quite there, but uh, it was watchable. I'll give it that. Uh, I didn't dislike it at all. And yeah, that rating is also me not fully paying attention. <laughs> it was just like, a, yeah, I was there for it. And uh, yeah, Disney Plus is perfect for that. You can throw it on anytime. And uh, yeah, it was it was perfectly fine. I'll, I'll say that. Nice. Uh, so I watched Glass Onion. I think there was mention that we would maybe do a single show on this. I doubt this will happen. Uh, so it's a follow-up to Knives Out. I think 
I was actually quite excited for it because there's that, uh, I think his name's Chris Stuckman, who's on a YouTube uh, movie reviewer, and he saw it months ago and was raving about it, so I was kind of excited. Uh, and uh, I watched it, at one of the few movies that I actually watched with my wife, and it was good. I'm hearing people crap on it as well as praise it. So it's, I'm feeling like it actually slides right in the middle of that. Uh, I did not hate it by any stretch, but it feels like it's building, building, building. And the actual like payoffs, I did not seem that impressed by and everything seemed a little obvious the performances are fun daniel craig's fun uh dave batista's funny uh the i don't know all their names but pretty much the whole cast is uh entertaining enough but i think as far as like a mystery and a whodunit thing i think the first one is better and then also i am aware that this movie is directed and written by my arch nemesis Ryan Johnson. So I definitely have a bias, but then I recognize that bias. So like Steve and Frank from Film Junk gave it a three and I gave it a three and a half before seeing their rating. So I think I might even have a half star bump to try to fight my own (laughs) bias (laughs) where it's like, no, I'm being fair. Like trying to not because I saw the I thought the first one I think I gave the first one a three and a half as well, and I think that was more everyone loving it. It's like yeah, it's good, but it's not amazing. But now to compare them, the first one is definitely better. Uh, I think it's more complicated. Uh, this and just uh, whatever. But there's some good jokes in it, like Kate Hudson. Just little things like uh, COVID is happening during this uh, movie, but like Kate Hudson is like wearing like like a designer mask, and it's just like nothing. It's just like a few things in front of her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just so fake and like Hollywood, like pretending that you're doing something. So like there's little things like that, but I would definitely recommend it, especially being on Netflix and. You don't have to go pay for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's good. It's interesting that these two, and then there's the death on the Nile and murder, murder on the Orient Express. And yeah, they're all, I'm finding they're all fine, but not amazing. (laughs) Like they're not like actively bad but i think knives out the first one is yeah for sure the best out of the four Uh, having only seen uh orient express and knives out (coughs) i know from what i know of the sequels to both those i would agree knives out is definitely the best it's more unique and a different take on things and I've only seen it once. I gave it a four and a half. Um, I just checked. So 
Yeah, I think it probably deserves a four. Yeah. From like from my perspective, I, th- I think I just because if I gave this one a three and a half, yeah, I think the first one's better. Yeah, and I think four is kind of the average for it. There's yeah. a lot of fives as well, but yeah, I don't think it's quite there. Um, yeah, I'll I'll probably be watching Glass Onion at some point. Um, maybe today. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so one Christmas, the Christmas movie of all Christmas movies that I watched first time. Uh, although it's not the first attempt, I think I've tried to watch it twice before. From 2006, The Nativity Story. Okay. Uh, finally watched it beginning to end. Uh, I'm surprised it's that old already. Yeah. And not that it's funny, but uh, stars Oscar Isaac as Joseph, and he is awesome. <laughs> not just because it's Oscar Isaac, but I think the way they write the character, it, it fleshes things out, obviously, like it, kind of like any adaptation, you got to add a little meat uh, onto the source material. <laughs> so we got to... We get some details from uh, the biblical story, and it does follow those closely, but then adds a little stuff to give uh, some character to these uh, figures. I don't recognize uh, Mary, uh, although I remember when I watched it, I looked her up. She was in, um, oh, two big things. Well, not that this one was big, but Whale Rider. Do you remember that coming out? Yeah. So she's the main character in that. Uh, but she's also... Did she get like an Oscar nomination for I that? I think so. I feel like... Yeah. She there's, was a young kid. Yeah, for being so young. So I put that on my watch list. I'll, I'll check it out. But uh, the other thing, she is in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. And I, I assume she's, I think she's the queen of Naboo, maybe. Okay. Um, uh, I won't even find it. <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, they're both really good. Um, takes things pretty seriously. It is a little slow-ish. So I, I understand why I didn't finish it before, because it's like setting things up and whatever, but I think it's a pretty good telling of uh, the first Christmas, and the one thing I will say about it that was a bit of a letdown, just knowing the events so well, is uh, the shepherds watching their flocks by night. (laughs) We know all the songs, we know all the stuff of angels showing up and like, bright lights a host of angels singing glory in the highest there's there's literally one angel that shows up and's like go check out this baby and then that's it and it's like no you got to you got to blind these guys with the big lights this this is not mm-hmm. enough you got to i don't know it's a it's a a creative choice i guess that was my one thing where it's like well, you could have done more with that but okay uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's well made. I'll say that it's, uh, 
it isn't cheesy. It's uh, like, yep, this is a movie. You you did it. You told the story. Uh, it's not more. It's not less. Um, and it was directed by Catherine Hardwick, who directed the first Twilight movie, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it. I gave it a three and a half. It's again, it's completely fine. Uh, and I think it does what it sets out to do. All right. Sounds good. I've, I too have only seen like the first half hour. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, this will be a quick one. So don't leave me at them. Rewatched, uh, Lego Batman. Uh, I don't, I think this was my second time seeing it. I definitely saw it once. Uh, I think I liked it the first time more. Uh, it does have the Lego movie goofiness, which I kind of do appreciate the like meta on meta, like really analyzing these characters type thing. I think the actual plot of like Batman not liking his family or not liking his family, but the actual thing of like him not being able to work with other people and all this stuff is meh. Uh, but the visuals are fun. I think, uh, what's his name? The guy that does his voice. Will Arnett. Will yeah, Will Arnett and Michael Sarah does Robin. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. So it is entertaining. I like the visuals. It is a little like ADD visuals, like with all Lego movies. Yeah. Where it's just like, this is excessive. <laughs> and then like we got a big screen and it's like, this is almost too much. Where it's like... I'm getting old, Adam. <laughs> like, I don't... Just let's calm down a little bit here. Uh, so, but it's good for what it is, but there's not... Yeah, the excessive craziness is really, like, what I feel is fueling children to watch it. You know what I mean? Where, like, kids will watch anything as long as it's a cartoon... So, I don't know if the quality is there. But not that they're, like, trying to make this deep, serious thing either. I'm not pretending that they're they're kind of nailing what they're trying to do. But, whatever. Yeah. I've only seen that one once. <coughs> Sorry. I think it's... I Yeah. It was a while ago, so I don't remember much of it. But I thought it was pretty good. Not as good as the Lego movie. Yeah, I really like the Lego movie. I have not seen the second one. That is probably worse than both of them. Um, it's like they... I don't know. Not, they, not that they didn't have any ideas, but they really just had to... Well, we got to make up something for a sequel. And even though the first Lego movie does kind of set up something, it, I feel like it goes way crazier. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah um 
Well, I wasn't going to mention Christmas movies I had rewatched, but I will mention one because it is significant and I had a realization with it. Um, pretty early in the month, we watched It's a Wonderful Life by Frank Capra in 1946, starring James Stewart and what's her name? Donna Reed. I love this movie so much. <laughs> like, and this is a first time watch? No, this I think maybe oh. is my third time seeing it. And yeah, like I didn't grow up watching it and I've only logged it twice, but I think I've seen it maybe once before Letterboxd. So, um, not that this is why, but we watched the colorized version uh, just because we had only watched the black and white before. But talk about movies that make you cry. I my review of it, I had to put put in every time I got a little misty, and it was often <laughs> uh, when, yeah, like I'm sure you've seen it, right? What movie are you talking about? <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when I didn't want to ask again, <laughs> and I'm like, I'll pick it up <laughs> as he's talking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I was just going to yeah. go into parts. I just want to make sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> yes. when like the, the, um, pharmacist is like beating him at the beginning and he's like, don't hurt my sore ear again. The, the little kid, I like young George is, I think that kid is a great actor. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, <clears throat> when George has his like, freak out um i don't know uh, everything is going wrong for george bailey and uh it's a pretty significant part and he's like now you listen to me i don't want any plastics i don't want any ground floors i don't want to get married ever to anyone you understand that and like he's like going off on her and it's like he says I want to do what I want to do. And it's like, as a man, I don't know, that resonates as like, you do just get into a groove in life and then you just go along with things. And talking about Christmas, it applies doubly like you're talking about with gifts where it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to do what you want to do. But George Bailey is a stand-up guy and he does what needs to be done rather than what he wants to do. And you feel for him. Uh, and yeah, and then all the obvious things when it's like, but that's your money, George, when he's giving out his money to all the people at the, at the building and loan. And, uh, when he's hugging his kids, when he gets home on, on Christmas Eve at the end and he's like, doesn't know what to do. And he's like holding back tears and he's like almost violently hugging his kid. It's so mm. emotional, this whole movie. <laughs> Uh, and then him kicking over his like models and blueprints and I don't know, there's, there's other stuff too, but like, it's, it's so, it, despite it having all these like emotional things, it is hilarious, like yeah. genuinely funny throughout and it's, I, it's crazy yeah. that they have both. And I think, 
the angel is funny as well. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And I think it's going to creep its way up onto my top 100 because I just think it's fantastic. Nice. So I wanted to slip that in there as uh, just for that reason. And yeah, that's it. It's a wonderful life. There you go. <laughs> uh, I rewatched Avatar, the first Avatar. I've been intending to go see the second one again. I do. I oh yeah, that there's a story for it. Had tickets. Was gonna go with uh, my brothers and a couple others, and drove there. Someone had, else had bought the tickets. Pull in, and it's like. This was Tuesday night, thinking it's a little empty, this parking lot, uh, for an 8 o'clock showing. The theater was having power difficulties. Mm. So they're like, we don't have enough power to run movies. And when I saw the Fablemans, actually, the theater was freezing cold. <laughs> it's like, they're, we're having HVAC problems in this theater like uh the the specific one and then it's like and i didn't have a jacket like i had a sweater and a hat so i'm wearing that the whole time and you see everyone else like in their coats (laughs) the whole movie and then uh the next day or whatever when i saw went to see avatar yeah so we were turned away and then it was like uh aurora was packed and i didn't want to go see no 1045 showing of avatar it's like i'm not gonna get home till 2 30 not gonna stay awake but so i watched the first one uh most of it so i watched the family version uh on disney plus there so is that the only version that's on disney plus no, it's both. I of them thought I there. looked and I I only saw one version. So unless I didn't see where you could do that, like I one. to find this family version, I went to like the extras. Hmm. Okay. Um, so Maybe then, that's uh, and it, all it is is just the uh, language is toned down. Yeah. So then it's just like hell is turned to heck, and there's no yeah major. Uh, so you may go to heck for some R and R. <laughs> it's pretty much the, the, uh yeah i don't know if they changed that <laughs> but i liked it quite a bit i watched it with the kids uh yeah it is it is straightforward uh as far as like yeah the pocahontas all this stuff but the stuff at the beginning like that, it, that essential story is the same, but I do think there's a lot of stuff that it's not given credit for, and they kind of don't do anything with in the second one, where like what are avatars and people actually controlling other creatures? Like there's none of that anymore. Yeah. So that's a little weird. And one example that's always forgotten, it's always Dances with his Wolves, Fern Gully. Pocahontas. The Last Samurai is the exact same thing, too. Fighting the culture. Kind of, yeah. Getting embedded into that culture. I feel like I've heard that one, but 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know. I don't hear that uh, rhymed off. Yeah. But it's the same plot. Kind of, yeah. It's so. I guess with that one, not that Pocahontas or even I don't I still haven't seen Dances with Wolves, but like I feel like Dances with Wolves probably would make the most sense because of the it's the most direct with like the native stuff yeah but yeah just the whole thing of like report back to me kind of stuff where um right like just with especially avatar obviously it's like he's in and he's out because of the the avatar itself so um yeah last samurai it's like he once he's there he's there with the Japanese or whatever. So, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that one too, but I guess kind of fits the the idea. Um yeah, uh, when I watched it again, I it was better than what I gave it credit for first time around. Yeah. Uh but yeah, not too much to say about it. But I do I do think I enjoy I listened to the uh, film junk of the new Avatar, and uh, I do think I enjoy human, uh, whatever, general, colonel guy more than Avatar, uh, Navi guy. Technically, they're different characters, but yeah, I just, his cartoonishness is... (laughs) See, that's the thing. Is like he's supposed to be a cartoon, and are we supposed to think he's ridiculous, or is James Cameron like creating this character, <laughs> thinking like he's threatening, or I don't know. That's where I always get weird with movies, where it's like there's certain things that I enjoy, where it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous and it's not that good, but uh, do the people making it think it's good? <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, well, this I think is comparable. I watched, uh, new from this year, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Which a lot of people think is the best movie of the year. (coughs) Sorry. And (laughs) those people are wrong. It is not the best movie (laughs) of the year. (laughs) And it's, I don't know. It's fine. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's this perfect, amazing thing. Uh, I don't know what it was that I was missing. Something didn't click with me. I I was looking forward to seeing it before it was even getting the reviews. It was like, okay, this sounds interesting. I think there's a lot of flaws with it. uh, And people talking about this is the best multiverse movie ever. But some of the rules and logic don't make sense. Um, biggest thing, and this is after watching it, I, I kind of realized. So the multiverse jumping is kind of like their mo- their consciousness is going to these other universes. And what's the purpose of that and usually it's it's kind of like a matrix type thing where you download their abilities or knowledge or whatever and you inherit that and then she comes back to her universe and then has that 
So I don't understand with her husband, why does he have to keep doing that? Hasn't he already been jumping around? Why does he need to keep doing these things to like, I forget what the term is, but when he does his like, do something weird to slingshot you to another uh, universe and then you come back with that ability or whatever. That seems like what the setup is, but it's like, this guy's already been doing it for a while. Why does he still need to keep doing it? Is my question. He should already have these abilities. So that was that wasn't plaguing me while I was watching it, but that was something after the fact where I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Uh but yeah, watching it, I was just I wasn't invested. Uh it wasn't hard to follow either. It was like, yeah, I get it. And I don't know, the story didn't resonate with me, I guess. But some people are like, this is a life-changing movie. And it's like, mm, it's okay. <laughs> it's more of a, a technical achievement and creative and all that stuff. But in terms of a like groundbreaking emotionally or whatever, it's like, yeah, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you end up giving it? So I landed on a three and a half because it's like I generally enjoyed it and yeah because it's like technically very good like all the like it's never never looks bad it's like yeah you did really well with your visuals and it's creative in certain ways things happen but that was the the big bump for that i wasn't gonna go much more because i think it's also one of those things where the the uh high praise is working against it where it's like you're really going to have to wow me or otherwise I'm going to be really hard on you. (laughs) So, um, and it's funny because on letterboxd, it's like heavy, heavy five star ratings. Um, and I have a lot of people that I follow. Not one person has given it a five star. Like there's two people at a four and a half that I can see just looking at it, or maybe three people actually. Uh, and those three people, oh wait, sorry, four, my brother gave it a four and a half. But the other three, I'm pretty sure are all Asian. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that I think has some sway in it. And then we've got four people with a three, a two star, a one and a half from Steve. <laughs> So yeah. it's just weird. What did I give it? I think did you I gave it a three. three. Yeah, a you're three. a three. Okay. So most yeah. people, okay. yeah, it's between three and four and a half with my friends. And how many people is this that have seen it? Uh, ten, ten people that I follow have seen it. And not one of them gave it a five. And yet the world seems to think it's the movie of the year. Five stars. It's got a 4.4 average, and I'm just like, meh. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. uh, Yeah, I don't, I I do agree with most of what you're saying there. And yeah, the, it is not a five. (laughs) It's, it's, it's good, but like, and it's too long for this type of movie. Like with this type of energy, 
you should not like it's too long like you can have other movies like even avatar but lord of the rings or whatever long movies but like there's downtime there's not a lot of downtime in this like it builds it builds it builds and it's like it's exhausting yeah uh where it's like you got to get under two hours i think to have that kind of energy and i think i'm pretty sure it's longer than two hours uh yeah i believe so and yeah this was one i watched in the daytime uh because it's like oh i've got time right now to fit in a movie it's yeah an hour or 220 140 minutes so and your asian comment there (laughs) i honestly think that you're right and not just because the main characters are asian uh, but the I family think, dynamic, I'm sure that resonates more with someone from that culture because it right. is like, yeah, it's like, I don't know, a f- standard white bread family from yeah. the U S isn't going to be the same thing for an audience in China. Like it's, it, it's no, not racist sure. to say that. I don't think, I think it's just an observation where it's like, I guarantee a lot of those fives are from people with that background because it does resonate with them yes but i would say even on top of that uh you have i would think the world would admit korean and japanese and i'm sure other ones but like there's at least a subculture there for sure it's in the west as well but just not as much they love their crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, anime yeah. is insane. Like, there's no, like, Dragon Ball Z, all this stuff. Like, even Nintendo stuff. Like, even I got a Max uh, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo. And it's like, even that is, like, the most Japanese Nintendo, mainstream Nintendo game. Like, normal Mario is normal Mario. But like those, it's like things are getting insane here. The way, and I think it is. It's part of their, there's a subculture, (laughs) predominantly Asian, love that like wacko stuff where it's just like chaos ensuing. Uh, I will say though, there were uh, some good laughs in did you laugh at all? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a stone. I do <laughs> tend to laugh at things. So I think, yeah, yeah it's, it, like I said, it's a three and a half. It's it's pretty entertaining, It's but it's not much beyond that for me. It is it is uh, pretty fun, some of the stuff. And yeah. yeah. No, like I love just because there's so much, like there's so many swings at the uh, ball that, the kind of they're they are gonna hit when it's uh the doctor is like i'm sorry it's a girl yeah or whatever <laughs> that was good and i do love pretty much everything to do with rakakuni <laughs> yeah i did that was that. a pretty good bit and i'm glad it wasn't just like a throwaway line uh, and it yeah. became an actual thing i think <laughs> that was pretty good and i mean I get it, but 
talking about five star movies, it's like I like how simple the raccoon looks. Like it's a very basic puppet, like you would see in yeah. any comedy. Yeah, it's just it's the like, basic. If this is winning best picture, but you have that raccoon in it, it's like I don't I don't understand. <laughs> like I feel like I don't know. Yeah. Not that it's like it is yeah. a bad movie because it has that, but it's it just it doesn't scream like high quality but I like yeah. I do and, like the way that it looks. So. Yeah. And it's hard to articulate and I guess it's just I think I'm probably right, but maybe it is just personal preference. What kind of randomness do you like? I much prefer Lord and Miller randomness. Yeah. To this randomness where uh talking about the Lego movie I don't know the exact line, but I think it's Morgan Freeman when he's the wizard and it's just like, I'm going to take these uh, carrier pigeons to the nearest internet cafe or something along those lines. And it's some weird line, like putting carrier pigeons and internet cafe together somehow. It's like, I feel that is funnier and wackier uh, than like, this one where it's like, oh, like, and part of the movie is like, we got to be random and crazy. And it's just like, I'm not buying it necessarily. Yeah. Like where I think the raccoon stuff is pretty good, but not all the other stuff necessarily. But yeah. Uh, my turn. Yes. I rewatched, uh, it took me a year to watch it. Again, uh, Fat Man, the Fat Man. Oh yeah, starring Mel Gibson. I didn't watch it. I meant to. Yeah, so I've got the Blu-ray last year and was meaning to rewatch it all year, and then I'm like, "Well, I'll do it." And because I got it because it had commentary, and the commentary is pretty fun. It has like uh, the producer, cinematographer, the two directors, and Mel Gibson on it. So they're just kind of laid back talking so you get some background stories and whatnot it makes me like the movie even more as most commentaries do because you get the creative uh perspective and uh yeah there's so many subtle things in the build-up of the magic is fun like where it's like subtly and slowly revealed yeah uh yeah great fun <laughs> i think everyone nails it it is i'm not really that interested in seeing that silent light deadly night or whatever that is but i feel like that is uh i'd watch that if it was on netflix or something but i feel like this movie is a better violent santa version <laughs> having not seen the movie Completely you mean prejudging the new it. one that's out? Yeah. David Harbour. What's that I think one? it's called Violent Night. Violent But there is yeah. one okay. called like Silent Night, Deadlight. I think it's older. Okay. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I really like it. I recommend it. It probably should be higher than a four for me. Uh, but, yeah. Mel Gibson is a good uh, Santa Claus. 
Yeah. And yeah, just the way they filmed it, it is interesting because like they were pretty much obsessed, it sounds like, to making like uh, their house cozy. Yeah. And it is like the most cozy looking thing on earth, like the bed, the fireplaces, like just wood everywhere. <laughs> like it's like the ultimate like Christmas cabin yeah. place. So they they nailed it. Um, I'm going to skip ahead just to relate to that. I watched Father Stew also with Mel Gibson. Um, this was on Amazon Prime. You had spoken highly of it. Uh, Evan had spoken highly of it. My brother-in-law gave it a four. So I checked it out. Uh, I'm a self-professed not Mark Wahlberg fan, <laughs> but I stuck it out. I watched the whole thing. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's pretty good. <clears throat> I don't know if it is Mark Wahlberg that's holding me back, but I didn't think, I didn't think it was amazing. But, uh, as far as biopic type stuff about someone that I've never heard of, um, it was pretty good. Uh, it went in a direction that I didn't expect at the end uh, with what happens to this guy. And yeah, it was it was just all right for me. I didn't I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I gave it a three and a half, same as everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> Seems like same as a lot of things. Yeah, I mean that's my kind of average of like. It's good. It's all right. Like, I don't hate it. It's, but uh, it is a three and a half is above average for this. It's, it's sitting at a 2.8 on Letterboxd. A lot of people seem to hate yeah. it. And it's like, I watching it, I'm like, what's wrong with it? Like, I, I feel like this is the kind of thing people would love. And that, I'm just not into it. But No, that is 100%. Like, people hating I, on Catholics and Mel Gibson. It is... <laughs> that that's exactly it there's no it is because it's a very christian movie if this was a buddhist movie exact same exact same premise and the guy converted to buddhism that guaranteed a full star bump no problem i have no doubt of that in my mind reading the reviews it's just like Everyone just hates their dad and hates church. <laughs> well, and just like one, all these like criticisms. And it's, it's like, if it is such a like, when you see like so many other woke movies getting praised, and then it's like, that was fine, but it wasn't amazing. But it's like, no, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, so, one thing I found yeah. looking into it a bit more is um the director i don't know if you know who it is is it like mel gibson's girlfriend yeah so i think people people know way too much about who's making movies from like them to enjoy it because there's so many movies and it's like there's another movie actually the next one i I'll, i'll talk about it next it's like oh the filmmaker i hate the filmmaker blah 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 and it's like can you not judge a movie based on the movie? Like, 
Well, that's what I'm trying to do with my enemy, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, acknowledge it, and it's like, yeah, maybe I'm wrong or whatever, but then get other people's. And, like, oh, there's t- there's a million movies that, like, I disagree with their message. But, yeah, the movie itself is still good. Yeah. Like, Christmas at Pemberley. Manor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... So I think that was another big thing is people, yeah, they hate Mel Gibson and by extension hate Rosalind Ross. You got to read these reviews. Like one and a half, uh, a self-indulgent project written and directed by Mel Gibson's girlfriend that borders on incoherent and almost offensively brings zero attention to Stewart's long inspiring story. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. They watched a different movie. Like, right. It's just like, you're lying. Yeah. You are lying. This is not just because they wrote that before even seeing it. Like a hundred percent, just because your parents dragged you to Sunday school and you hate it. And now you love Richard Dawkins. (laughs) Like that's all it is. All these people, because it's just like, get your head out of your butt and have some objective, like, and if it is Mel Gibson's girlfriend directing, okay, so you're saying the guy that directed Passion of the Christ and Braveheart isn't going to influence her a little bit? Like, not that Mel Gibson can't be in bad movies, but, like, he's going to be helping her, if anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, it's just total trash. They don't know how to make a movie anymore. And like it's a just uh it's uh so pathetic. These uh these comments or reviews are just uh hilarious. Uh whatever. It's fine, but I what I liked about it is I do love I am not a Catholic, but I do love Mel Gibson's Catholicism where it's like wild and wacky and he's like sorting things out and he's never pretending that he's a perfect person by any stretch. I've seen lots of interviews with him and his commentaries on passion of the Christ. And like, yeah, I wouldn't always agree with all his stuff, obviously, but there's something there. Uh, and just as far as like, pure gospel message i think the movie spells it out pretty good more than any other movie i've seen that's not some hokey hallmark painful other quote christian movie like uh it's fine but what's his name uh kirk cameron type movie yeah that's what bugs me also because people crap on those and i crap on them i hate them i have no use for them but then it's like well this is the opposite in that like this is a real life person who's rough around the edges and their story and what's wrong with this like you want more realistic approach where everything's not just hunky-dory at the end it's like well this is it but no we hate this too yeah 
the one thing about this that I thought was the best was whenever he is like basically any of his quote unquote sermons where it's like he drops these bombs on people and those are always <laughs> right. the best parts like especially uh they like they're doing their jail ministry and he's kind of sitting off to the side at first and then he like pipes up because the other guy is floundering and just yeah. kind of shuts up the inmates because he he's right about everything <laughs> and says like all this stuff and and yeah there's a few parts in in church or mass or whatever it is and i think those are the best parts and i don't know if they're taken they're like word for word something that this guy actually said or if they're written for the movie but those are the definitely the best parts so they mm -hmm. kind of stand out and i think that's where there's the most value but then yeah i don't know people are just let too many other things get in the way i i think they hate their dad and it's a hundred percent that like people hate being told that they're wrong and that like they have to have personal responsibility. You look at like, well, it doesn't, we don't have to get into it, but like the backlash with like Jordan Peterson stuff. And it's like, what is he so evil about? Like telling people to take responsibility for their lives and like get up and, uh, do stuff. And like the vitriol and hatred that they have towards that versus the Kardashians. Yeah. Where it's like, what are they promoting? And it's just like, it's these people are a joke. So dishonest. That's the thing. Where it's just like, they're not objective at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. Father Stu. I will go with that. Uh, I watched, finally came up on Netflix. Uh, Modal Combat. Yeah. Uh, I did not hate this at all. I don't think it's very good. I think the first scene is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. The initial attack. So that kind of gets you going. I wish in a weird way there was more story or something. like, And it seemed like they're setting it up for another one and yeah maybe there will be uh it was fine i just feel like it could be better <laughs> like you have this it's very loose source material i don't really know the games that well i've only played the old old ones and then i think i played uh mortal Kombat versus dc so. yeah I had Sub-Zero fighting Batman and stuff. So I played those a bit. I remember renting that game. But uh, not really into this universe at all. But some of the combat was fun. Uh, but not... I don't know. Like inspiring or like something you've never seen before. So... Yeah. Whatever. I, I feel like the more realistic stuff was more entertaining to me. Not realistic, but like once they get into their powers, not their powers, but like specifically whatever the guy is with like multiple arms. Yeah. It's like, uh, now you're just fighting a CG guy. Yeah. Or, yeah so. 
Yeah, I remember thinking it's entertainment and yeah. fun, but dumb. So, yeah. and more, like, more I so than some like of the a characters. Fast and Furious. Like, I'd be more into watching that than F9. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's funny. Trevor sent that list. Yeah. Did you see that of the billion dollar franchises or movies? And it's like, yeah, these fast, <laughs> furious movies is like, haven't seen them. No desire to see them. Yeah. That, like, I, I, we saw the latest one. Yeah. In the drive in, but yeah. Yeah. You I know, did look at that list. It's like 51 movies that have grossed a billion or something. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I haven't seen Minions, Despicable Me 3, and The Fast and right. Furious. Whatever one was there. I think it was just seven. I don't know if there were more than one. And the last Harry Potter movie, I think, was there. Other than those, yeah. I think I'd seen everything. Um, that Actually, before the show, we were talking about uh, Pro on Letterboxd showing stats. Uh, and I think I showed you once before that it, it shows you certain lists and what percent you've seen of them. And there is one that's like the highest grossing movies or something along those lines. Um, box office mojo all time 100. I've seen 82% of those, <laughs> but the, the <laughs> remaining like 18, it's like, I'm never going to see that. Like, it, it's like kids movies that are just trash that a lot of kids were taken with their parents and that's why they made so right. much. So, <clears throat> yeah. uh, what is that from last year? Mortal Kombat. I feel it must be. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't too long ago, but I don't, yeah, it might've been a, a year ago. Um, I've been trying to watch as many this year movies as I can uh, as we're coming up to the end of it. Uh, so another one that I watched, actually, I logged to the same day as Father Stu, um, but I had actually, I think it took maybe three sittings to watch it. <laughs> um, I watched Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Which, again, not getting a lot of great reviews. Um, a lot of people saying it's boring. This mm -hmm. is one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's really? awesome. Um, especially Christian Bale. Who's the director? The, the, this is another one. David O. Russell. So right, everyone's like, oh, this guy the, did something. And it's like, I don't follow this stuff, so it's not even in my mind. But... Yeah, like I didn't like what like he did something to be canceled. Yeah, or I think he maybe. Yeah, I I don't know the details. I that's just from reviews, people crapping on David O. Russell, and it's like, I don't know. Uh, I still haven't watched Silver Linings Playbook, but I did buy it on Blu-ray because I saw it at like the Hawk Shop. I don't like American Hustle. I haven't seen The Fighter yet either, or Joy. So it's like I don't really have anything going for this guy like i've seen three kings a long time ago and i kind of hated american hustle so if anything it's working against him but amsterdam just taking it as is i thought was great and 
yeah, I'm not going to dig into whatever it is that he did that got him canceled. Uh, but as far as the movie goes, Christian Bale is awesome. Um, I think his performance is... I don't know if it's like any other characters he's done, but he captures my attention in this film. So uh, Margot Robbie's good. John David Washington, I've so far only seen him in this and Tenet, and he seems very one note. <laughs> and it's like, is he just getting the Denzel pass? Because uh, I don't know. I feel like he's maybe the weakest in this, where it's just like very monotone, just same as he is in Tenet. And uh, I don't think he's bad, but it's like he's not. It's not adding any spice to this character. Um, but then there's a ton of like side characters, like big names. Um, Robert De Niro, Anya Taylor-Joy, Rami Malek, Chris Rock, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh... Ed Begley Jr. Great cast. And it's a bit of a mystery kind of thing. It's not like a detective movie, but it's like you're following these characters and they're unraveling this kind of conspiracy type thing. And yeah, I was fully on board along with, for the ride with uh, One-Eyed Christian Bale. And um, I thought that the chemistry between the three leads uh it was really good and does like the flashback of them meeting uh during i'm guessing it's world war one uh yeah because it's the 30s um yeah it's i don't know it's i i thoroughly enjoyed it it, it is long and like i said i think i did three sittings for it and that was not intentional it was more like I watched the first, like the opening seven minutes just to kind of get a taste of it to see like what's everyone talking about. And I was like, so far, this seems awesome. And then the next sitting, I think I just was interrupted. So then I had to finish it on a third. But uh, it's on Disney+. I'm going to check it out. Definitely check it I'm out. I'm going to check yeah. because I wanted to see it when it was in theaters. I thought the trailers were good. Yeah, David O. Russell, like... I like the fighter. Joy is okay. Uh, I remember liking, or I like Silver Linings quite a bit. And American Hustle, I think I've just saw once. I didn't hate it, but whatever, but not horrible. And it's just like, yeah. I do feel that critics, like, if we're judging movies based on the personalities of the people that make them or art in general. I think sometimes it needs to be done, but not that the art is, but like maybe you don't want to support someone fine, but like we're going to have to start not watching or <laughs> to like, yeah, giving bad reviews to pretty much everything because <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is not this there it's not a bunch of nuns running the place. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do think it's, uh, it is that it's just, I hate this director. So I will hate this movie. Um, here's a popular review. One star. I would say this is a new low for David O. Russell, but, uh, he did sexually assault his niece. So, so I guess that's, oh, is that what I guess it is? that's what it is. So, but like, obviously that's so on their mind. So I think that's where I, I was looking through reviews. I'm like, oh, okay. So there was something with his niece. Sounds bad, but as far as the movie goes, there wasn't any <laughs> assaulting going on there. So I'm fine with the movie. So, anyways, um, the biggest waste of talent since Charlie Cox in She-Hulk. Well, I I disagree with both those <laughs> sides of that. Charlie Cox in She-Hulk is great and uh, not a waste of talent at all. I think all the talent is pretty much used uh like mike myers and michael shannon uh i think are great little side characters mike myers is pretty much like his inglorious bastards character he's got a little bit of the prosthetics and he's doing an accent and whatever but uh yeah i don't know it's it it amazes me that this is getting crapped on so much and i gave it a four and a half because it was very entertaining and like it feels high quality especially compared to a lot of other things it's like the effort is there and yeah i don't know it just it uh to keep using the word resonated with me all right well i'm gonna check it out yeah uh don't go anywhere, Adam. This is coming up quick on you again. I watch Santa Buddies. As we all uh, do this time of year. <laughs> yeah. This is, I think this was before even the Christmas break. I think Briar was off sick one day. So then it was like, all right, we're watching something. And she wanted some puppy stuff. And I. I was pushing hard for Homeward Bound, <laughs> uh, yeah. but uh, we we started watching. I think the second one of the Santa Buddies. There's so many of these things on Disney Plus there, and then it's like this is complete trash. And then I I didn't even realize it was the second one. And then it's like no, this one has an earlier year. We'll go to this one, the original, <laughs> and this one too is complete trash the only things of note is christopher lloyd is in it and he eats beans out of a can just like dennis the menace so there's that (laughs) is that a reference (laughs) i don't know but does he uh, eat an apple with a knife the special effects and stuff are like reboot level (laughs) like (laughs) shiny dogs (laughs) yeah well the dogs are not so bad but the like uh reindeer and stuff yeah and they have uh i don't know his name but the little person from seinfeld yeah uh, he's in it and they sing and it's complete trash and it doesn't necessarily have to be trash that's the thing like you want me to make you yeah, a story 
about puppies and Santa Claus, I think I could pull it off. Uh, not maybe good, but better than just... This is so, like... Kids will watch it. Who cares? So, whatever. They certainly did not care. So, Santa Buddies. I could die now. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just noticing of my December movies. Uh, One, two, three, four... Five. I have six that are. I gave three and a half to. So, you're not wrong about my ratings. <laughs> so I've only mentioned three of them so far, but uh, I'll do all three of these now because I know I have more than you. So, here's the rest of my three and a half stars, and they're all on. The, they're not all new. So one is from 2013. Uh, it's called All Is Bright. Um, and I don't know if I just said these are all actually Christmas movies. So All is Bright stars Paul Giamatti and Paul Rudd, two Pauls. And it's about, uh, Giamatti is, uh, a thief. Actually, they're both thieves, but, uh, Paul Giamatti actually went to prison and then he gets out and his old partner Paul Rudd is now with his wife (laughs) Uh, and there's some tension there and uh, Paul Giamatti's I guess I don't know if it's an ex-wife I think they're technically still married but uh, they have a daughter and she told her that he died in prison so he can't go and see her to keep up this uh, this lie so his life is kind of in shambles and uh, so Paul Rudd is going to sell Christmas trees in New York City uh, oh and I should mention there this is in Quebec so it's a Canadian ish movie these two Quebecers uh, so he, he joins up with old partner Paul Rudd to sell Christmas trees in New York City and so it's just like the two of them on this crappy lot and it's a kind of it's, it is a weird movie like it's uh, when did it come out 2013 okay so it's not too old but uh, yeah didn't get a lot of attention I guess um, like I said this is one of the three and a half that I'm giving like it's it's completely fine like I think they both give good performances um, it's very different from anything else it's not that Christmassy but it takes place at Christmas time obviously and there's the Christmas tree stuff I really like the ending I think I probably would have given it a three but where it goes at the very end uh, I liked Um, the only other person I recognized in it was Sally Hawkins um, plays someone that uh, they kind of meet in the city and run into a bunch of times um, but yeah, it was on Plex for free. Uh, I feel like I saw it maybe on another streaming service, but, uh, I forgot about it last year. I, I meant to watch it then when I came across it and then I didn't, but I would recommend it. It's, uh, 
kind of a, a weird different movie and I obviously love Paul Rudd and even Paul Giamatti I think is an, a fantastic actor and he's not phoning it in on this and uh, yeah it was worth a worth a poke uh, and then the other two are newer um, Klaus is an animated film from 2019 I started this but did not finish it it's very generic story wise um, I think the attention it got is more for the animation which I agree is very good like it's kind of a 2D looking but in a 3D uh, generated way and the voice acting was all pretty good but like yeah the story and some of the stuff it's like there is nothing new going on here it's like this uh guy who doesn't want to be a letter carrier or a mailman but like it's the family thing gets sent to this town uh, and it's like you gotta do this many letters and then we'll let you come home so his motives are are selfish it's like i just want to get home so i'm going to con these people into sending a bunch of letters so then it becomes this whole thing and then yeah it's like it is storytelling 101 it's like selfish reasons but then becomes invested in the people and what they're doing but then the people find out that he what he was doing was for the selfish reason but no i i've changed now i'm back and like it's like beat for beat what you would expect (laughs) so for that it's like it's it's okay but uh yeah the voice acting i thought was pretty good jason schwartzman's the main guy jk simmons is santa or who klaus who becomes santa claus um they're good norm mcdonald it was nice hearing his voice uh very distinct and even rashida jones i thought her voice worked well in this film but it's some people are giving it pretty high praise for something that's pretty basic story-wise so Another three and a half there. And then just last night, watched this year's A Christmas Story Christmas. And I don't know, three and a half. Now that I'm thinking of it, with grouping in with all these other movies, it's like maybe it's more of a 3.75. I don't know that I'd go a full four, but I thought they did a good job making this sequel to A Christmas Story and I'm pretty sure I didn't look into this, uh, but I'm pretty sure I caught in the credits saying it's based off of another story. Um, so I'm sure they had the source material, and it is very Lego sequel. Let's make all the references to the first one. Some of them are more heavy-handed than others, um, but I think it's a very watchable and acceptable sequel and uh pretty emotional for some of the things because the main thing about it is ralphie goes home for christmas because his dad dies so it's like he has to come home and make christmas magical for everyone because that's what the old man used to do for everyone 
So if you have access to it, I forget what it's on. Um, I think it's on Crave. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I think it's worth watching. Um, if you like a Christmas story, it's, yeah, it's not beat for beat the other one, but it was funny because in the credits, they do like these side-by-side -side comparisons of like frames from each movie. And it's like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> you don't need to like go over it again being like, did you catch this? It's like, no, I, I noticed. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, we got it. to not like in the original when they're singing Jingle Bells in the car and they literally are singing Jingle Bells in the car and it's the same shot in this, but they're doing like the Batman Smells version. But then, yeah, that, those are two pictures that come up. It's like, yep, <laughs> we, we got it. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it was uh, worth the watch. So that's my uh, dump of three and a half star Christmas movies. Nice. Uh, this was a rewatch, but I only have three more, and they're all rewatches. Uh, but Briar quite a bit likes the original Tim Allen Santa Claus. I haven't really got into the other ones because I know I'm not gonna like them. Yeah, I think I've only seen the second one uh, in theaters. I believe I don't think I've seen the third one, but. The original is a lot of fun. Uh, all the... It reminds me... Not rem But, like, how Pirates of the Caribbean... Just, like, everything we know about pirates. We got parrots. We got eye patches. We got wooden legs. Like, we're going to put it all in there. And it's, like, pretty much everything we know about Santa Claus is kind of put in this movie one way or the other. Uh, besides Mrs. Claus. <laughs> but outside of that, like, there's just all the little stuff. It's good. I do agree. Now, being older, uh, the elves with attitude are the worst thing <laughs> yes. in it. Yes, for sure. They weren't bad when I was a kid. But now, if I had to do a director's cut of this movie... I don't think I would eliminate them, but I would modify it and fix it somehow. Uh, I just hate that guy's like, voice and how cool well he that, thinks he yeah, is. Yeah, that, that guy, I feel like having a special group of elves or something is fine, but I love the costuming, like his full-blown Santa outfit and like the leather gloves and like yeah. the stitching and it's like so good. And his comments and like all there is so many little jokes yeah throughout it his and i think he's actually a pretty good actor like in this dad role yeah like he's perfected it with home improvement but uh but yeah even yeah. being the just like the sarcasm or say it's like in the yeah against the wife and <laughs> neil yeah. and stuff yeah, just all that kind of stuff and, like, little things because, like, the kids are getting older, so, like, they'll hear you say stuff, but, like, where you'll just make comments or whatever. 
right? And then they'll be, like, picking up on it, and, like, Charlie's, like, asking him questions, and then he always has to downplay what he just said. Yeah. And stuff. It's, uh... It's... Yeah, like... I just love the, like, we're a family. You, your mom, Big Swallow, and Neil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. It's, and it's funny because there are times where, like, him and Neil are, they're not, like, at each other. Like, there's no. just times he shows up and he's just like, hey, Neil. Like, and it's not like I have to have a little dig at him every time. It's just casual. No. So I like that yeah. little little stuff. Uh, but talking about bad CG and reindeer, oh, yeah. like whenever it's like them flying, it's like, this is, yeah, a little yeah. dated looking, but uh, you can ignore it because the rest of the movie's really good and funny. Yeah. One thing, is it Comet, the one that he has a relationship with? Yeah. That's a puppet. Yeah. That's like animatronic. Right. So why does he always have to answer yes? Because they are, they're always asking him questions, and I think it's like three times, and he does the big nod yes, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's fun that the reindeer understands. It's like, don't have him say yes all the time. Have him say no once. So then it's like we're not just being shown the same animation <laughs> or whatever. Like, have him shake his head or whatever. Uh, it's little things like that. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is amazing. Uh, we did watch it as well. Um, one okay. So one other Christmas movie that was new for me did not get the coveted three and a half star. It was uh, not good. Um, not terrible, but definitely a letdown, and not really a Christmas movie, but it, it counts. Trading Places, uh, directed by John Landis, starring Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I had higher expectations for this. I know it's some sort of classic to people. But it is generally not funny, <laughs> for the most part. There are funny things, but uh, it kind of falls right down the middle. I gave it a two and a half. It's like it's watchable, but the comedy is very few and far between. Um, I think I've mentioned a part on the show before, and I don't even know why I brought it up, but it, one scene that I had seen was where. Eddie Murphy breaks the fourth wall and looks at the camera when the guy's like dumbing something down for him and then so the line's like he's going over what certain goods are he's like and this is for pork bellies which uh, make bacon which you might find in a bacon lettuce and tomato sandwich and then Eddie Murphy looks at the camera and it's like that's a funny little thing but I cannot remember anything else I would have laughed at uh, Dan Aykroyd I thought I don't know he's they're both kind of the main characters like they're equal and I feel like I don't like 
Dan Aykroyd's character and I'm not rooting for him at all. Like, and I don't know if that's what the movie's going for or if you're supposed to sympathize with him, but it's like, he's the rich guy and basically it's like his bosses, which are two brothers that own this trading company, they say, oh, I bet you this guy can could thrive in any environment and then they, and vice versa, Eddie Murphy, uh, it's like he's a con artist or I don't know they really don't do a good job setting up who he even is but he's basically like begging for change and uh, they say like this guy I bet you you given the opportunity would be able to do this job or whatever so they basically orchestrate the whole thing where Dan Aykroyd's fired and Eddie Murphy's hired and given his home and all his amenities and all that stuff <clears throat> but it's like Dan Aykroyd's this guy with, like, he seems like to have this charmed life, and then it's all taken away, and he wants to get it back, but he just seems like a kind of uppity, rich guy. I don't know. It's like, I don't want him to win. I don't want him to get the stuff back. He doesn't right. seem to deserve it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's <clears throat> That, I think, holds it back a bit. And, like, even the way he speaks, like, the whole time, it's like, this is just some, like... He would be the villain in almost any other movie. <laughs> like, so, <clears throat> didn't love it. The ending kind of redeems it a bit, but uh, yeah, like I said, two and a half. Uh, I think I watched this, like I watched everything all at once during the day, and then I watched this at night. So it was a Jamie Lee Curtis double feature kind of day. But uh, do not recommend Trading Places, which kind of sucks because I thought I liked John Landis there's a bunch of movies that I've watched recently and then I'm kind of feeling like maybe he's not that good because I didn't like this I think he did uh, Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd as well didn't think that was that great uh, he's only got a couple of winners with me so far like American Werewolf in London and Schlock. I love Schlock. But, uh, oh yeah, he did the Three Amigos too. But yeah, I'm kind of curious because Coming to America is another one that like Eddie Murphy and him and it got a sequel like last year or whatever. But it's like, is it going to be kind of the same thing where it's like, this isn't funny or was it ever funny? Maybe it's just not funny anymore. I don't know. Kind of like you and Animal House. He also did that, and you're probably right on I'm that. I'm not it's convinced. Probably not that funny. <laughs> I think these movies are like kind of like some of the TV shows we grew up on, where it's like they're the only things available. So then they became classics. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it was popular at the time because. That's what was available. Yeah. And, yeah, not that they're, like, horrible, but it's, like, the high praise that they get. That, that It's, like, this amazing thing. It's, like, nah. Yeah. They're they're fine. Uh, rewatched The Godfather. Got it. Oh, nice. Bought it on 4K. This is a perfect winter watch, long movie. Mm-hmm. 
got the uh, part two as well, but uh, I didn't get them in the case. I got them steelbook, and man, the second one, just the crap beaten out of it through Amazon. So dinted a little bit, and it's like, mm, I'll uh, I'll ignore that. I'll see. I'm still gonna open the plastic because I know they'll return it. It'll be fine. Uh, open it and it's like ripped right down the spine, like two thirds of it. So like, just a little, a couple more tugs and the whole case would have been separated. So total trash as far as that went. <laughs> so I'm gonna return that. Did was tempted to take the. Uh, digital code and I thought nope that's not the right thing to do <laughs> we'll return I will repurchase or get them to send me another one but watched it uh, Francis Ford Coppola did the introduction watched a few scenes with commentary quite a few without kind of went back and forth on interest on if he had anything to say it definitely does look better than the Blu-ray, it's an upgrade with that, but the movie's amazing, acting's amazing, so much fun, it's maybe not the right word for it, but it is fun, uh, just, <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome, uh, love it, so, it's a good winter watch. Yeah, and Christmas is in it, so... Mm-hmm. I was thinking of watching it too, actually. It's been a while. We should just do it. I'd rewatch it and we'll do an episode on it. I think I only have the DVD. <clears throat> I was looking at the Blu ray. And well, I was, you I was can thinking have my maybe I'd buy a set, but yeah, if you're giving them away. <laughs> yeah. Um,. I have two more to mention. Okay. Have, well, perfect. I have one more. Okay. So. Um, okay, I'll go. So another one from this year. Um, also Disney Plus. Yeah. The Banshees of Inishirin, uh is getting a lot of attention and praise, and some people saying best movie of the year. I don't think it's the best movie of the year, but it is quite good. Uh, I think you would like it a lot. Um, <clears throat> takes place on a little island off of Ireland. Great accents from everyone. Um, great landscape. Um, the uh, little synopsis, two lifelong friends find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends their relationship with alarming consequences for both of them. And yeah, that, that actually sums it up quite a bit. I had heard that summary before and I was like, okay, going in, you think that that's just the setup, but that kind of is the whole movie. It's like, it starts with that almost where the guy shows up at the other's house. He's just getting nothing from him. So you already get the sense that they, they head to the pub every day and then he just doesn't come with him. And then it's just him 
back and forth like why what's going on and yeah that it's uh it's a very different kind of movie but it's one of those talky dramas that i'm actually engaged in and not like doing it as a chore because everyone says it's great it's like i actually like the characters and what's going on um stars colin farrell and brennan gleason and it's directed by martin mcdonough who also directed both of them in in bruges which i also watched recently and liked quite a bit um i feel like i might like hmm. in bruges is very like it gets kind of actiony at the end but uh, this is it's not a lot of action it's all just talking and drama and stuff but both very good i gave this one four stars and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it does well in award season i don't know that it's really the best but uh maybe some best performances thrown around there probably nominated for best picture but yeah i don't know i can't seem to get a handle on what <laughs> what's going to win based on what i like so it doesn't matter but that's on disney plus so another one uh worth checking out and easily accessible yeah i want to watch that i've heard good things I think I'm taking that and Amsterdam from your list today. Yeah. I'm going to try to watch those. Yep. Uh, did you have one more? Oh, yeah. I watched The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I saw this debated somewhere online. I don't know how it came up. But uh, I feel like it's a Christmas movie. Primarily because it came out around December or in December. Well, yeah, if you really start in... trying to justify it, like you can say things within the movie make it Christmassy, but really, it's like because, yeah, it came out around that time. Yeah. All of them did. So it's not that much of a stretch to, like, yeah, watch it around that time because it's been yeah. a year or whatever. And it was, I watched most of it. On one of the days uh, when it was uh, a heavy snow, maybe that snowstorm yeah, or whatever. Like, we didn't get hit that bad, but enough that we didn't leave the house. And it was just like, yeah, what's the point? This is, everything's going well. We have our Christmas shopping done. I'm going to go out and get into a fender bender. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> let's not go do anything to uh, put a little damper on Christmas. So it's just like... Let's just stay home. So being under a big warm blanket and watching this was fantastic. Uh, apparently, though, I think in the book, the Fellowship sets off from Rivendell on Christmas. Yeah, I heard that. So yeah, but so there you go. There's that. Yeah, but and there's elves. It's the there's best gifts. There's walking <laughs> in snow. Actually, I yeah. was thinking of this movie. Uh, we did some sledding at my parents' house, and basically it's down like a, a path. And my dad had just taken the snowblower down it so that it, because the snow was so high, so it was basically like a bob sled track. 
but uh, it was like, well, when we're coming back up, you have to wait for people to walk up. You can't be going down while people are coming up. So I tried to make a path on the side, but it was literally past my knees. Right. I'm walking in it, and I'm feeling like Gandalf on the pass of Garagalas or whatever it's called. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, luckily it wasn't snowing like it was for them. I'm just walking in the already fallen snow, but that's what I was feeling like. Yeah. Now, I think one of my favorite things about it are the ring wraiths. I love those things. Yeah. I think they are the perfect, like, introduction of the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like a dark rider. Like, there's you don't really see anything. That, that's all it is. And it's just like, everything is so good. It's, it. I don't know. To me... Like, people talking about, like, movies going downhill or whatever. I don't know. Lord of the Rings, I feel, is, like, timeless or whatever. Like, it is... There's thing, lots of movies that have come out since them that I love. But I do feel like there's something special about them. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, so... I'm pretty sure this is the last one I was going to mention. Um, I kind of mentioned how I hit my 300th of the year. I put it out oh, yeah. on Reddit, uh, just saying, this is coming up. What should I watch? I kind of hate seeing those posts because it's like, no one's going to listen to those. They're just going to watch whatever they're going to watch. But right. it did come up a, from a couple people, especially because... It displays my letterboxed uh, profile, so I'm sure people checking out my watch list and what I haven't seen. Uh, Parasite came up maybe three times from people saying, if you haven't seen it, you should watch that. And it, it had been on my watch list, and it was one of those where it's like, I do want to watch it for whatever reason, I just haven't gotten to it yet. And this... Not that it means anything for being number 300, but just kind of putting it out there and getting that many people saying, watch it. I was like, okay, this is my sign now. I finally get around to watching this thing. And it's it's really good. I 100% I agree with the averages on this one uh, versus like everything, everywhere, all at once. This, it's like, I think universally... Um, understandable and uh, it's well made and engaging and everything like it had everything going for it and I kind of was feeling like if I give it a 5 am I just going with everyone else but then if I'm giving it less than that am I just doing that because I'm going against everyone else so it was like I was in this position where it's like I agree it is great I, I just is it a five star and then I'm thinking well what's wrong with it and so I I did finally land on giving it the five and uh it, have you seen it because I don't think what is this I feel like Parasite it won best picture Directed oh, no. by Bong Joon Ho, um, yeah, it's from 2019, so it's only. I am interested in it because I feel like I've heard uh, both sides of some people being more critical of it, and then 
other people loving it and then yes other people loving it because everyone loves yeah. it yeah <laughs> it's yeah so. it's like uh, the performances are really good but at the same time i feel not hypocritical i don't know what the word would be but like when it's in a foreign language it's like is the performance good i don't know i'm reading the subtitles <laughs> like uh, right. maybe the delivery sucks <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but otherwise, it seems like everything is top notch. Um, but yeah, having uh, it be foreign language subtitled, you obviously have to pay attention. You're reading everything. Uh, but again, doesn't feel like a chore. Um, and not that I ever, I don't do this often, but like when movies have more than one meaning to them or they're metaphorical or allegorical, whatever you want to say. It's like, this is one where it's like you can pick up on those things pretty easily or you can take it at, at face value uh, or dig a little deeper into symbolism of things. Like it's, I think it's good for that as well where, yeah, you could just take it as like, this is this story and that's it. And then uh, you can also think of it as like it's talking about class and uh, societal structures and all that. So <clears throat> I think that's what kind of bumps it up is that it actually does that really well. And for a simpleton like me to get it and not feel like I'm being really beaten over the head with it and but still be clear, I think it does a really good job. So... Mm -hmm. That was my... Where did you watch this? Uh, it's on Netflix now. Really? In Canada. Okay. Uh, apparently not in the U.S. Because, yeah, that was something uh, some people were saying. I said, oh, yeah, I should watch it. It's on Netflix. And they're like, oh, it is? It's, well, in Canada. <laughs> apparently, U.S. Netflix is starting to really suck. Um, just talking to my brother-in-law coming from Oregon. And we are talking last night. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot here in Canada that's not in the U.S. and I feel like it used to be the opposite. You get nice. a VPN to get the U.S. Netflix. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I there's a lot there this month that I watched from 2022. Um, and so next week we are talking the year in review best of 22 and I think we can also do just what we've done previously like favorite new watches yeah um, and I don't know how much we need to even go into each one of these we could just rhyme off these lists we don't need to necessarily yeah. do like what we're doing here and describing mm -hmm. each thing and just saying these were my favorites and kind of go into why but uh, I think we can do two lists so one, just new movies uh, from the year, and then other movies not including from this year. Right, First and are each. we doing 10? Yeah, let's do 10 of each. That's fine. And uh, yeah, and maybe just talk about the year in general. Uh, might go through some of my letterbox stats. And yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know when the nominations for award season actually come out. I know I've seen like a short list of 
things that have been submitted. Right. But I don't know what's actually if if nominations have actually happened or when they do. So we'll see. Maybe that will be something to discuss too. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, we didn't hit our three hours. Yeah. Like we usually do, which is maybe we have more energy doing it in the middle of the day. Yeah, keeping it light. I mean, I there I have a ton of other Christmas things yeah. I watched. Uh, if you care, I can l- list them, but there's a lot. <laughs> so uh, just just list. Don't describe. Just list. Go. Family Stone. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, Home Alone, Four Christmases, Just Friends, The Santa Claus, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, A Muppet Family Christmas, Christmas at Pemberley Manor, (laughs) The Christmas Shoes, Elf, A Christmas Story, Jaws the Revenge, A Muppet Christmas Carol, (laughs) How the Cringe Stole Christmas, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, Die Hard, and a bad mom's Christmas. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And not Polar Express. Uh, I've never seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Join us next week and we'll talk about what was the best of the year. I don't know. Is there, a, I guess we could say the worst. We could just do not a list, but just what was the worst movie we saw. Uh, yeah but 2022 in review next week happy new year and we'll see you next time